Sup guys, this is Joe Blair, host of the Sports Gamble Ramble. I want to take a few seconds here to tell you guys about the Anchor app by Spotify. It is the app that I use to record and promote all of these episodes that you guys have been listening to. It's super easy to use. It's free to download. It uh, gives you the ability to edit and launch your podcast right from your phone or computer. Um, ton of upside to this, super user friendly, uh, and also gives you the ability to monetize your podcast and record nifty little ad reads like this so you know if you're ever interested in starting your own podcast or know anyone that is uh download the anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and thank you for listening All right, here we go, SGR number 27. Today we are getting into some of the running backs that I would like to avoid for fantasy football this year. It's not so much that you know none of them will have value for your fantasy teams, but in my opinion, they're just being drafted too high for my comfortability, or there are other running backs around the same area in the drafts that I prefer this year. So the first guy that I'm going to talk about, and it is a little bit painful because this is actually one of my favorite players to draft last year, but it's Jonathan Taylor for the Colts. Um, he's being drafted as the running back six this year, and that's exactly where he finished last year was RB6. But in order to do that, he had to basically be the best running back in the NFL over the last five weeks of the season. He really had a disappointing start to the season um, compared to my expectations. I expected him to be kind of a monster all year, and it just wasn't the case. He was splitting time with Marlon Mack in week one, which was concerning to see. Marlon Mack was actually the starter on the depth chart until he got injured in that first game of the season. That was a big break for Jonathan Taylor fantasy owners because if Marlon Mack didn't get hurt last year, I think we would have been in really rough shape. I actually reached and took him in the second round of one of my drafts last year, and uh, he was going on average late third, early fourth in most rounds. But I'm in a league where running backs are a little bit more valuable uh, based on the keepers every year. And um, he really didn't pay off for me, like I said, until the last five weeks of the season on that playoff run. So it's a guy who I don't expect to finish top six again this year. Um, a lot of question marks with Indy's offense. I know, you know, Carson Wentz is a guy that I've been vocal about supporting, but at the end of the day, you know, we don't know how he's going to look after coming off the worst year of his career, you know, dealing with the foot injury in training camp. Quentin Nelson also dealing with that same foot injury. Uh, and also, you know, the team re-signed Marlon Mack this offseason and, uh, pass catching specialist Naheem Hines is still there to be brought in on third down work. So with a cluttered backfield, the questions with the health of the quarterback in the O-line position, and just the fact that he had to go completely nuclear over the last month of the season to get into the top six last year without Marlon Mack stealing carries. I'm just not in love with the situation this year. I just did my um, optimistic running back episode, and I would easily take Aaron Jones or Najee Harris over Jonathan Taylor, even though they're not being drafted as high. So that's where I'm at with him. I love the player. I love the talent. Uh, I don't love the situation this year. J.K. Dobbins is the next guy I want to talk about. Again, you know, I just did my uh, running back um optimistic episode and I had Gus Edwards on there and that's part of the argument for why I'm not so high on JK Dobbins. Dobbins last year finished as a running back 21 in fantasy. He's being drafted as the running back 14 this year. So people are expecting a massive leap forward. Is he a second year running back who could see a bigger role with Mark Ingram gone? 
And, you know, obviously, you know, getting a second year in the league, that's optimism to take a breakout, you know, massive leap this year. But I don't think that he's going to be the workhorse. I said on the last episode, I think Gus Edwards is going to be more involved. I wouldn't be surprised if this is more of kind of a 50-50-60-40 timeshare between those two running backs. And for me, if you're not going to be the true workhorse, I'm not drafting you as a top 15 running back in fantasy. Um, that and Lamar is going to be taking, you know, carries away from the running back position. Goal line touches could go to Gus or Lamar could take them in. I'm just not in love with it for Dobbins. I know this is a good rushing offense, which is one of my positive points for Gus Edwards. Um, but I just think that uh, with Dobbins, be, he's just being drafted too high for me. That's the bottom line for it. Too crowded of a backfield. Um, you're asking him to finish top 15. It's just too much. The next guy for me is Kareem Hunt. And this one's a little bit more difficult because I do think Kareem Hunt has standalone value in that Cleveland offense, the way that they really use both running backs well. Um, But he is just going too high for me where at that point in the draft, there's other running backs I'd rather take a shot on. Kareem Hunt's going a full round ahead of Mike Davis, a full three rounds ahead of uh, Damian Harris. Those are both guys I talked about on the last episode. And, uh, you know, Hunt finished as the RB10 last year, but that was with Nick Chubb missing a massive part of the season. Uh, Obviously, don't expect Nick Chubb to be injured for half the season. And even, you know, with that, you know, it's not like Kareem Hunt was really a stud for your running back uh, or for your fantasy team. A lot of people were expecting him to be a top five fantasy running back again um, with, with, you know, having the backfield all to himself. And that just wasn't the case. Uh, So I'm just not overly impressed with his uh, current draft position. Like I said, RB 23 off the board and um, he's, he's the second fiddle in his offense. So I just think there's other guys that are going to have a bigger role in their offenses that are going behind him in, in fantasy drafts. Um, Similar situation, I guess in Jacksonville uh, where they kind of have two running backs right now and people don't know what to do with them, but I'm so out on James Robinson. Finished as the RB7 last year as an undrafted rookie free agent. Good for you, James, but you're never doing it again. Okay, um, I see a lot of similarities between this guy and Philip Lindsay, where the team's just not invested in him, how it was in Denver for Lindsay. Uh, he's currently being drafted as the RB25, even though this team spent a first-round pick on Travis Etienne in the draft. ETN is uh, being advertised as being a guy that they're going to use a lot in the passing game this year. And even if Robinson gets some work on the ground, I just think it's a matter of time until ETN is taking those touches also. Um, Like I said, undrafted free agents. So this team doesn't have any sort of financial commitment to him. And ETN was Trevor Lawrence's uh, college teammate at Clemson. So it's pretty clear that they want to have Lawrence and ETN and that strong bond, um, you know, as the focal point of their backfield. So I'm just out on Robinson. He's going to lose his role. He's being drafted in the sixth round of fantasy drafts, and I just can't figure it out because he's essentially a backup running back for this team. Um, Next two guys I'm going to pair into the same conversation, although one I'm really super out on, um, but it's Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, the two Tampa Bay Buccaneers running backs. Don't like either of these guys. They're going back-to-back in fantasy drafts. Um, Leonard Fournette are ADP 31, Ronald Jones ADP 32. 
Fournette finished as the running back 38 last year. Ronald Jones actually, uh, RB 16 last year, had a pretty solid year. Um, but I don't like either of these guys this year just because of the fact that they're both going to be getting in each other's way for touches. And this team also signed uh, veteran running back uh, Giovanni Bernard in the offseason. And I know that's not a massive name. He's not a superstar. But if you look at what Brady needs from his running backs, he needs a guy that can catch passes. And Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones cannot catch passes. It was so clear that this that's what this offense was lacking last year. They drafted Keyshawn Vaughn a year ago in the draft uh, to try and fill that pass catching role, but it just didn't work out. The rookie didn't develop fast enough. So they went out and they specifically targeted Gio Bernard for that kind of James White, um, Kevin Falk, you know, pass catching role that new England ran for so long. Brady needs a check down guy and Gio's going to be on the field on third downs. It's just inevitable. So when there's three guys in that backfield, and these guys are being drafted in the top basically 30, 32 of running backs. It's just way too many cooks cooks in the kitchen for me. I'm out on the Bucks backfield. I'm not t- taking any of those guys. And then these last two guys that I want to talk about quickly are just running backs that I think are coming to the end of their day. Um, first one, Melvin Gordon being drafted as the running back 29 in fantasy. Finishes the RB 13 last year, but he didn't have Javante Williams on his team. Javante Williams, to me, is clearly the more talented, younger, you know, more more spring in his step at this point in his career of the two running backs. Um, he was a second-round pick that the Broncos traded up for, so they were really aggressive to go get that guy in the draft, and he's looked great in preseason. I just think it's a matter of time until Melvin Gordon is buried on this depth chart and it's Javante Williams' uh, backfield. So I'm not going to be drafting him as a top 30 running back when I don't even think he has a role over the last eight games of the season. Last guy, similar, David Johnson, coming to the end of his day. I think um, running backs don't last too long. And even though these guys aren't even 30 yet, you know, it's just it's tough in the NFL. Don't you know, mama, don't let your children grow up to be running backs because it doesn't it doesn't last long and it doesn't pay well. Have them play receiver or quarterback because that's where the money is. David Johnson, 38th in ADP this year, finished last year as the RB19, but this team did nothing but bring in other running backs this offseason with Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay. I'm actually hearing that Philip Lindsay is uh, probably going to be the lead back in this uh, uh, backfield this year. I almost put him on my running backs to exceed expectations episode, but um, I'm just not that in love with any of the running backs in the Texans, so I didn't decide on really putting – you know, planting my flag on Philip Lindsay, but I do think Lindsay will be the lead back in this backfield. I think Mark Ingram and David Johnson both are not long for the NFL at this point in their careers, and I just don't like where he's going in drafts. Um, it's just a really gross area to be drafting any running back in fantasy. So I'm out on it. I'd rather take a shot on a guy like Trey Sermon or Michael Carter, who's a rookie who could take over their backfield, a guy whose tr- career trajectory is going up not down at this point. So not taking my shot on David Johnson, probably avoiding most of the Houston Texans this year. Honestly, we might get some value in Brandon cooks. Not really sure, but it looks like a mess down there in Houston. They'll probably have a bottom two draft pick. So that's it guys. Those are the running backs I'm trying to avoid this year. I just don't like their draft position or their situation. Too many other running backs looking to steal touches Uh, We're going to keep grinding away with this shit. We're going to do receivers next. So thanks for listening, guys. Ramble on.